Welcome to the Agility in Real Life podcast, Take 5 in Real Life. Now your hosts, my Studeman and Jeff Lee. Hi, welcome to the next episode of the Agility IRL podcast, Take 5 IRL. Uh, one of the partners of Agility IRL, Jeff Lee. And I'm Mike Studeman. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, episode of Take 5 IRL. Jeff, I hope you're having a good week. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about one of our favorite topics, failure. Failure. Not, failure. <laughs> Not that we've ever experienced failure. That's for other people. Right, obviously. Yeah, but uh, a lot of our clients, as you know, uh, have attempted to transform uh, via an agile approach or do an agile transformation, if you will, multiple times and have failed. Uh, what are some of the common uh, causes, in your opinion, of those failures? Yeah, um, the most common denominator is leadership or lack thereof. Um, and it's, honestly, it can it can really go two different ways. Uh, sometimes it's it's too much leadership, and sometimes it's the absence of leadership. And what I mean by that, on the too much leadership side, um, people on the uh, at the top of the organization can get really excited and be pushing agile down, uh, which, you know, encouraging, it's not a bad thing, but when you come in with a lot of preconceived ideas of how it should work and you create an agile organization to enforce agility to everyone down below, that doesn't go well. Um, you, you're just creating a different, uh, it's it's agile theater. It's, it's not true agility. Uh, the other one direction of that is is not enough leadership. A lot of times uh, you get a, an agile that starts from a groundswell, right? Uh, working on the organization um, and leadership is kind of supportive, but not really involved. And then they start paying the bills and they're realizing, okay, well, I need to get more involved. Uh, and then, you know, that that getting in late without really understanding the, the concepts, uh, a lot of that, a lot of bad things can result from that. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Oh, sorry. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately leadership sets the culture for the organization. And I think the teams will get it, whatever it is from an agile perspective. But at some point, leadership needs to understand a, a number of things. One, that they're going to have to change just as much, if not more, in their leadership style uh, than the teams. Two, they're going to have to be involved. You, you can't be kind of half in, half out. Uh, three, you can't transform halfway. Uh, it's going to have to be an all or nothing uh, type of thing. And as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the term transformation to begin with. I, I think evolution is probably a better uh, term, which, you know, that's my other pain point with a lot of our failed uh, agile transformations that were around is uh, leaders and more broadly the entire organization looked at the transformation as if this is something that you plan and you execute and then you're done. I mean, not to be de uh, depressing, but you're never really done with this, are you? No, you're always learning, right? That's the whole idea with agility. It's to be adaptable. Being adaptable means that you need to change. So yeah, you don't hit an endpoint. Uh, it's a constant evolution. The other, the other piece that um, you touched on is this uh, being over rigorous about uh, agile approaches. You know, mandating everyone will do Scrum. 
mandating everyone will do scrum and your product backlog refinement approach will be this you will do it every tuesday from two to four uh, i think that very much not only leads to agile feeder but you also can wind up in a worse state organizationally than when you started with your quote-unquote transformation mm -hmm. uh, because people are just resentful of the entire process yeah yeah absolutely and so mike you started off this podcast by talking about failure and now you're just depressing everyone <laughs> uh, so i know we're, we're we're close to our time box but what are some things that people can do to to help get through some of these issues yeah i think uh you know coming in to a evolution with a clear sense of why you are undertaking this the why will keep you motivated throughout the difficult uh, change that moving to a more agile way of working uh, represents. Second, acknowledging that it is going to be difficult. This isn't something, an agile evolution isn't something that you do just kind of on the side or in an ad hoc way. You have to be fully invested in it. Three is, I think, something key that you said, Jeff, is you have to understand that you're going to have to be adaptable in how you're implementing an adaptable process. <laughs> what you start out with isn't going to be where you end up. And you got to be okay with that. I mean, it goes back to uh, to one of my favorite acronyms, which is the word fail, first attempt in learning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole concept, and we've seen it before, right, of people who start an agile transformation with a Gantt chart about how the transformation <laughs> is going to work as you're getting rid of Gantt charts that you rely on, right? And, and that's a whole deeper topic that I maybe I shouldn't have opened the top of that can, but um, anyway, there are a lot of things you can do, right? Um, acts of leadership at all sorts of levels help to educate, help to you know work with your boss, see if you can get a meeting with your boss's boss to just let them know what's happening, why things work the way they do, and how they can best support. Absolutely, and as always, if anyone out there in podcast land needs any help, we're always available. Yes, we are. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, this wrapping up our episode here. Hope it was a value for people. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one. The product vision for Take 5 in Real Life is to provide members of the Agile community with an idea that they can incorporate into their daily lives to make them more effective. We thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.